How's everybody feeling out there? All right. <laughs> Said I'm talking about the part of the series that we've been talking about, about the, with the Forgotten to God series. I'm talking about the spirit of discipline. And just, uh, just so y'all know, you know, I keep speaking, and the thing I always keep telling myself, like, today's the day I won't be nervous, but that just doesn't work out that way. And just so, you know, it will help out if I hear, you know, a couple, you know, amens, you know, come on, brother. Uh, throw out a roll tide here and there, you know, you know. And, it'll, and so while, uh, while I'm speaking, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And, and just like I said, right, like we, we've been on this series about the, the, the power, the spirit of power, the spirit of love. And just as it said here in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, it says, for the spirit of God, for the spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And when we really look at the spirit, we always look at the power, right? We always look at the love. But I think the spirit of discipline can tend to be forgotten a lot of times. And anytime I think of the word self-discipline, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I don't have the most positive view when I think of it, right? I don't get excited when I see self-discipline. As in the Webster Dictionary of Self-Discipline, it says here, is either the correction or regulation of, of oneself for the sake of improvement, right? And we don't want that where we have to regulate or correct ourselves. And uh, when I know with self-discipline, the biggest test for me with self-discipline is anytime I'm trying to eat right. I don't know about anybody else out there. It's when I'm trying to, like, eat healthy. And there's always that time where I'm, like, I'm doing good, like, those first two weeks, right? But the biggest test for some reason whenever I'm like dead set on doing this diet or anything is when I get tested at a restaurant. And the way I know how I'm going to go, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I feel like the only way I know how we're going to go is when I see this one item that gets put out there at any restaurant. And it's, no, it's not peach cobbler. It's right at the beginning. And it's a picture of this. <laughs> Chips and salsa let me know how I'm going to go at that restaurant. They let me know. And when they sit there, right, of course, right when they check, right when they put it there, first I'm like, oh, is this free? You know, before they, because, you know, they just set it down randomly at times. And so I'm like making sure, like, hey, you know, this is free. This isn't going to be put on a bill. And when they give me the go-ahead like it's free, I'm like, okay, bet. Let's do this. And so, of course, I'm like, okay, remember, Jamal, regulate yourself, right? So I'm just like, I'm just going to do one chip full, just one chip full, right? I give myself just this. Give, give myself just this big pep talk like, Jamal, you're going to eat right today. You're not going to waver in it. You're just going to you're gonna, you're gonna stick to it. And so I start off with one chip, and then it turns into one shovelful after that. And it's just like the next thing I know I'm asking for a second basket, and she hasn't even took my order yet. And I don't know about y'all, but after I fall into that, then that's where everything else wavers. I'm like, hey, whatever on the menu, give me, hey, I, hey well, I'm not looking at the under 500 calories no more now. It's just, hey, give me the greasiest thing you can give me right now. And then, you know what, I wasn't thinking about dessert, but hey, after the chips, hey, you know, we're doing dessert as well. And then after, after it's all said and done, you know, I go home, think about my actions, and I'm just like, look at myself in the mirror and just say, what is wrong with you? How can you be so weak? What type of man are you? Why were you not listening to yourself when you, before you stepped in there? And I feel that's a lot of times that's what the Holy Spirit, when it comes to self-discipline, can ask us, is are you listening? And that's the point that I want to make today, and that's the only point that I want to make today. This is the point. 
So y'all probably asking, like, oh, how long is this going to go? But as I learned, nobody's going to get mad at you for, for, le- for ending early. <laughs> and so with this first point, I'd ra- I like for us to flip to Galatians chapter 5. And I just feel like there's a lot of times where the Spirit is speaking to us a lot of times, and we just choose to ignore it a lot, right? And we always can look like, well, how, do, how can I get discipline? How can I make sure that the Spirit of discipline is working in my life? Well, here, when Paul's talking to the church in Galatia, he lets them know here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. And he says, I say this to you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in each step, then you will not please your sinful old selves. The things our old selves want to do are against what the Holy Spirit wants. The Holy Spirit does not agree with what our sinful old selves want. These two are against each other, so you cannot do what you want to do. If you let the Holy Spirit lead you, the law no longer has power over you. So here, it's a powerful statement that Paul's making here, right? He's saying if you truly want to let the Holy Spirit work in your lives, you have to let it lead you. And not just lead you in some areas, lead you in every step of your life, right? As he says here, lead you in each step. And I think that's what our issue is with the Holy Spirit. We can look at it and use it as a, break glass just in case of emergency at times like we only look at it when it's when it's necessary we only want to use it when it benefits us but Paul's saying here if you're truly trying to live by the Holy Spirit you're letting it direct you in every step of your life that means that you have to give up all control and that's not what we want right we want to have some form of control as the old saying goes right you got to leave some room for the spirit and I don't know about y'all but that irks me every time I hear someone say leave room for the spirit Because in Ephesians 5.18, it talks about being spirit-filled. Like the Holy Spirit is not supposed to have some room. It's supposed to have the whole enchilada, right? It's supposed to take up the whole space. And if that's how we just look at it, like, well, I'm just going to use it here when it's time, then you're not really using the Holy Spirit. As it says here, you're just fighting against it. And I think about it, right, with, uh, with the Spirit and how you can fight against it. I think about it with working out, right? And, you know, you see those people that go work out. They, you know, hit it hard in the gym. And, but then you see a picture like this after they go to the gym, right? Like, lost one pound, time to reward myself, right? Or those, those people like, hey, I'm just trying to maintain so I can eat whatever I want, right? We can tend to go eat, you know, do this two-hour workout, but then there you are at McDonald's getting a Big Mac, making sure that it's supersized. And then you try to get a Diet Coke to make it seem like it's better or something. And it's, That's how we can be with the spirit. We can fight against it all the times. We can feel like, oh, you know what? I done this one righteous thing. Why can't I go do this right now? Why can't I do this? And the spirit's just like, are you not listening right now? I'm trying to help you in every step of your life. And that means that, hey, if you got to put the quarter pounder down, put the quarter pounder down. And, And that's the thing you have to ask yourself is who's leading you right now? Your The spirit? Or your sinful desires. Because as it says in Galatians, right, if we want to leave our sinful old selves, we have to let the spirit lead us. And we look for all these, all these type of practicals, right, about all these ways to do it in our own effort. But that's not what the spirit is intended for. It's intended to guide us in all step of our lives. And there's probably things that we struggle with when it comes to being self-disciplined in our lives that we can listen to the spirit. If I have to ask you, all how are some of y'all sleep habits in here today? How are y'all feeling today, right? Maybe some of y'all are tired. 
And the things you got to ask yourself, are you being disciplined in your sleep habits? Because a lot of times we can want to go out, right? I mean, not me. I'm a morning person. I, when it's 730, I, I want to call it a day. But uh, a lot of us, right, could be, can, be <laughs> can be a night person. And we want to hit the streets, right? Our body's saying, like, dude, you're lame if you, don't go, if you, if you go to bed before 3 a.m. Like, that's the way we want to think about things. That's the way we want to process things that I got to be out until it's 3 a.m. and everything. And then that's when I can call it a night. And then you wonder why you don't want to be giving towards people. You wonder why, why you always feel tired. And then you want to blame it on, man, because we do too many events. Man, we, do, we go too many places. Man, I feel like I, feel like I got to give too much all the time. I feel like I got to be out of myself way too much. Well, maybe if you got a decent seven to eight hours of sleep, it wouldn't be that way. You'd probably be a little bit more giving. Because I know with me, if I don't get a lot of sleep, I don't want to be around nobody. I Like, don't talk to me, don't look at me. And that's the thing we have to look at the spirit is that we got to look at our sleep habits. We got to look at the way that how we are even when we're going to bed because that takes that even makes an impact in our walk. But even we got to look at what being disciplined is just being even our relationships, right? With relationships with people that we have even outside the church. Because a lot of times, right, we can look at it and use the spirit as our getaway car to be like, well, I feel like the spirit wants me to hang out with this person, right? I feel like the spirit wants me to maintain this relationship with this person. Is it really telling you that? Because we can always look at the, hey, Jesus wants us to reach everybody, but we don't ever want to look at that, hey, do, do away with them like a pagan or tax collector, right? We don't want to look at the throw pearl, don't, don't throw your pearls at swine. We want to maintain these unhealthy relationships and act like they benefit us when they're wrecking us spiritually. And that's the thing you have to ask yourself, what's a relationship that you're fighting the spirit on right now that the spirit is saying let go? What is the spirit telling you to let go right now? Because a lot of times we can ignore that. And then even I look at it with fighting the spirit on is just even our time. Like how many of us made it on time here today, right? Like I don't know who was here. I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm just asking. And, and I wonder how you are when it goes to work. Now, I wonder, do you make it the time on work? Do you even make it early when it's time for work? Do you even pick up extra hours when it's time for work? But, hey. Hey, can you stay here for this extra hour, brother? Man, I don't know, man. I feel like I want to go do this. It's like we fight the spirit on so many things when it comes to the body. We fight the spirit so many times when it comes to when it comes to serving God. But, hey, when somebody's filling our paycheck, hey, bet, I'll make it out there to Plano. But, hey, if we got service out there in Plano, uh, why do we got to go out there? And that's the thing. It's just like why are we fighting the spirit on that when it's trying to serve us better? When it's trying to benefit us in the long run. That's what being self-disciplined is all about. I mean, honestly, guys, when it comes to the spirit, are you listening to it right now? Or are you just ignoring it? Because if you're just ignoring it, then you're not listening to a word from God at all. Because that's what the spirit is here for. As it says, it's our advocate. It's our counselor. And if you're not allowing it to guide you and lead you in every step of your path, then what, are you even ha- what do you have it for? Please, go, please, give it back to God and let somebody else use it that can actually put it to use instead of just letting it sit there and waste away. And a, a scripture that I want to look at that I feel can really be skimmed over when it comes to the spirit, that we can really fight the spirit on, is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And, and, first, and I th- there, you know, there comes a point in time where when we become disciples, you know, you repent, get baptized, and then you get the Holy Spirit, Right? 
And there comes a, pon- a time where, you know, them three, maybe even the six months, you're doing great, right? You're using the spirit for every step of your path. But then there comes that arrogance, right? There comes that dip in humility where we start to become prideful in ourselves, where we start to make the spirit take a back seat and we think about how we can benefit ourselves now. And here's a scripture that, I, that really challenges me all the time in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. And it says, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. And when it comes to, like, uh, stuff going, like, our body going against it, it takes me back to this time when, uh, like, I was maybe 10, 11, and I tried to become a vegetarian once uh, upon a time. Um, I mean, I I was just trying to figure things out, guys. I was just a suburban black kid trying to figure out life. Um, And so uh, I just saw one day at class about the lifestyle of a vegetarian. I thought I'd try it out, right? And, of course, I come home, tell my parents, like, hey, I want to become a vegetarian now. And then uh, they tell me, uh, boy, look at your complexion. No. Uh, 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 and uh, I was just like, oh, okay. I was like, uh, okay. And so, but you know what? My mom said, you know what? You want to try this vegetarian thing? Let's see how it happens. Let's see how it goes, right? So I said, so she makes me these different vegetables, right? But she's like, just so you know, you can't have collard greens because that's with bacon and all that up in it. And, you know, it's all that. so I'm like, I can't even get that. So you're like, you got to go for the green beans, the cauliflower. Uh, I, she made something else. It was pretty disgusting, but I ate it. And so I'm thinking like, oh, when I ate it, I'm just like, oh, this isn't bad. But, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I would like to, you know, have some chicken, but hey, it's all good. I can fight it. I can become this vegetarian forever. And then as the day was progressing, um, my stomach, uh, my stomach started bubbling. And actually, now that I think about it, it was bubbling like it was back at the, uh, and so then, like, my stomach was really just getting upset, and I was just like, what is going on? And next thing you know, you just know when you got to go to the bathroom, you, that's what happened to me. Just so you know, me and the toilet became very great friends that day, and my, my insides were never the same after that. I didn't, and I didn't, and after that, I just said, you know what, bump being a vegetarian, hand me the leg, hand me that leg over there right now right? And my body just rejected it because it was something I wasn't used to. It was something that I didn't want to fight against, right? So I went back to what my body felt was comfortable. And that's what we can do, right? When the Holy Spirit puts us in uncomfortable situations that we got to be disciplined in. I don't know about y'all, but I don't know how many times I've had to talk to brothers about, hey, it's not that wise to talk to this girl at this time of night. It's just not that time of night. But us being disciples, we become very well-versed all of a sudden in the Bible, like, the Bible doesn't say nothing about what time you can talk to somebody on the phone. I don't see that nowhere. We become great theologians all of a sudden. The, just the great theologians all of a sudden. The Bible doesn't say what time I can hang out with this girl here and there. But you know what? As, as Paul was saying, with keeping in step with the Spirit, when keeping in step with the Spirit is what you're trying to do, does it keep in line with the Bible? Does it keep in line with the Bible? Because that's where we find how we keep in step with the Spirit, is we find it in the Word of God. And what you're asking to do, are you fighting against the Word of God, or are you, are you, are you letting the Spirit lead? Because, I mean, I, I, I really like to see you really just justify yourself to God about why you were hanging out with this person at 3 a.m. I really like you to justify that, right? I really like you to justify him why you keep these contacts of people that you know have no business being in your phone. 
I like to see how you justify that to him. Because the thing is, I want you to imagine it, right? Imagine you're, you have, you know, your, you, your spouse, right? And imagine with your spouse, you know, they come home like 1 a.m. And you're just like, oh, where were you at? And they're just saying, oh, I was out with this brother, but all we were doing was just talking about spiritual things. How is your reaction going to be? I mean, you're going to be, oh, okay, y'all were talking about the Bible. I mean, it was 1 a.m., but it's all good. I mean, I wish Risa would come at me with some, oh, I was out at 1 a.m. talking to Mark and stuff like that. Like, first of all, Mark is going to get a call from me because that's not how it was going down. And, and just imagine, and that's how God feels when we try to justify our lives with all these, with all these things that we feel is tiptoeing sin. Like, hey, maybe you shouldn't go to this, maybe you shouldn't go to that, maybe you shouldn't go to that party over there, man. You over there say, like, well, I'm just going to be chilling. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit there and just chill. Why would you even put yourself in that situation? Why would you even do that? Like, less like somebody on a diet and they come home and there's nothing but desserts on the table all day and just saying, I'm just going to fight it, I'm going to fight it, I'm going to fight it. No. And even with this scripture, I struggle with it a lot of times, right? And even with my relationship with Risa, with being engaged, right, it's always a test of purity when you get engaged, right? And I can get so flustered a lot of times when I look at other people's relationships and saying, man, why can't I, why can't I do that? It's not really that sinful. I'm like, all I can do right now at this point is just hold, is hold Reese's hand, and that's about it. And stuff like that. It may be a side hug, but it's just like, why do I put all these restrictions? <laughs> it's just like, I see, every, I see other people, even in our region, you know, give their girlfriend some frontal hug. I see people give people a kiss, kiss on the cheek. And I can look at it like, man, you know what? Maybe if Reese and I kiss, it wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't be that bad. Nowhere in the Bible does it say it's that bad. It doesn't really call that impure. And honestly, my 12 years of life, I've never been immoral with no girl. I've never done even anything impure with a girl. I had, I've never even kissed a girl in my whole life. Trust me, it's not because of convictions. It's just that I was a loser. Because uh, um, I, uh, I can sit here and justify myself, right, like, dog, I've never even fell into these type of things. I got teens that's done more immoral and impure things than me. I can sit here and justify that, right? I can justify myself and be like, what type of sin would I fall into if I kiss this girl? I would just kiss him, that would be it. How can I be tempted in every way? But then there's a scripture that humbles me, and it's in Hebrews chapter 4. <laughs> and I don't know, but are, are y'all still listening? Uh, and in Hebrews chapter 4, Verse 14 through 15, it says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended, so you know he's ascended into heaven, so he's even in heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, not just in some ways, not just in other areas, in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So even Jesus himself was tempted in every way. So who am I to say I can't be tempted in that situation when Jesus even himself was tempted in every way? And that's what we can think. That's what we can feel, right, that I can't be prone to fall to anything. Why do you think I'm going to fall into this thing? You think I'm that weak? Yes, we are that weak. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. When we get this persona like I'm the big bad man and like I could do whatever I want, that's when Satan has us. 
that's when he's like, oh, the Spirit's not being used no more. Because where does it say, hey, once you get to a certain level of discipleship, you no longer need the Spirit? It, do, it doesn't say that nowhere in Scripture. And that's what you have to ask yourself when being disciplined. Are you saying disciplined to what the Spirit challenges you on, even when it goes against what your body wants to do? Because think about it. With Jesus himself, right, we can think about, well, why do I need these boundaries? But being in line with the Spirit, you have to have boundaries. See, why do you think Jesus said, hey, don't even look at a woman lustfully? Think about it. He took it a step further, right? It's always just about don't commit adultery. He said, don't even look. Don't even look. If something's causing you to sin, he says, cut it off. If there, he said, don't even hate. Because people focus on, oh, don't murder. He said, no, don't even hate. Because you're already one step close to committing murder to that brother. Jesus himself put up these great boundaries. And like it says, he ascended into heaven. None of us ain't in heaven. And it says he did not sin. And he put up these great boundaries. So who are we to think that we don't need to put up boundaries? Who are we? Being self-disciplined is not being able to control yourself in certain situations. It's being able to put up boundaries to prevent yourself in them situations. And that's what we probably need to start listening to in the spirit is what boundaries do I need to put up to be more disciplined in my walk with God? What boundaries do I need to block off so I can make sure I get more time in with my word with God? I mean, how is that going for y'all? How is getting your time with God going? Because the only way you're going to be able to listen to the spirit is by going to the word. And if you're falling off short, anytime I ask somebody when they start struggling, like, how's it going with your time with God? I haven't really read. That's how it always starts. I haven't really been reading. Well, that's why you're not doing well, because you haven't been going to God. You've been relying on your own efforts. You've been relying on your own self. And until you start using the spirit, you're not going to be disciplined the way God wants us to be. And I want to look at another scripture here in 1 Corinthians in chapter 6. And it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20. And it says, Do you not know that your body is a house of God where the Holy Spirit is living? God gave you his Holy Spirit. Not just anybody's Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit. Now you belong to God. You do not belong to yourselves. That's challenging for a lot of us, right? <laughs> you don't belong to yourselves no more. You belong to God. And it says, God bought you with a great price. So honor God with your body. You belong to him. And I always think about the scripture when it says, like, we, like, he, like our body belongs to him. I just want you to imagine, right, uh, having, like, you, you let somebody borrow your car, and then you just say, hey, man, just take good care of it, and it's all good. Just bring it back the way it was, right? And then when they come back to you, they come back and bring you the car looking like this. And then they say, hey, it's okay, man. I mean, one of the tires isn't flat. I mean, the sides are kind of okay. How would you feel if someone brought you a car like that? Not, not too well, right? You wouldn't be too happy with the brother. You wouldn't be in the most forgiving mood at that time, right? Even at that time, you may say, forget the spirit. This is me right now. Uh, and the thing is, though, we have to look at that rental car, right? We have to look at, uh, look at that car like it's our bodies. And the thing is, what if God sees us like that spiritually? What, if what, we, what do we bring him when we get ready to come to him? Is he going to like what he sees, or is he going to want to give it back? And that's the thing you have to ask yourself is how are you honoring God with your body? Because we can look at, like, all these things that need to benefit us, but, man, the spirit is about honoring God. It's not about benefiting us all the time. It's about benefiting God. And a lot of times we can look at situations or events or anything and look at how does this benefit me. And I don't know about y'all, but when, or maybe we just forgot back in the discipleship study in Luke 14, when Jesus says you have to leave everything behind to follow him, including your mother, 
your mother, dad, brother, sister, even yourself, right? If he's calling us to leave people like that, why do you think he wouldn't call you to leave other things? Why do you th- don't think he wouldn't call you to be disciplined in other areas? Why do we think that? Why do we feel like we can hold on to certain things and still make it just fine? And that's what you have to ask yourself right now is what you do, does it honor God? In your relationship, whether it be with your girlfriend, fiance, wife, husband, whatever, do you honor God? Is that the focus of your relationship? Is it just about what, sh- what, the, what each of you can do for each other? Is about or how can we honor God? When you're up here worshiping, are you just more focused on, man, I don't really like this song. This isn't my type of song. You know, I'd rather have some contemporary, some gospel. Or are you just focused on honoring God? Do you come to church waiting for people to honor you? Because that's not what it's about. It's about honoring God with our bodies. Because it said he bought us with a great price. He didn't just get us off of goodwill, right? He just didn't get us all. He didn't get us with a coupon. He bought us with a great price. If you buy something with a great price, you, you really want your investment on it, right? You want to make sure that it's well taken care of. And that's what he gave us the spirit for. He gave it here. He said, here, I want the best for you. So here's my Holy Spirit. Here's this to keep you disciplined. You know, how are you being disciplined right now with your purity? How's that going? What are things right now that you need to cut off and you need to listen to the spirit in right now? Things you're just like, ah, I'll control it. No, you won't control it. That's what the spirit is for to help discipline you in. Is until you start listening to how the spirit says to cut off stuff, no, you won't be able to handle that. You do need to cut off stuff to be with your purity. Man, how are you are with forgiving people? Are you disciplined in that? I mean, think about Jesus, right? You got to be pretty disciplined to hang with some guy that's going to betray you in the next three years, right? I just imagine just how disciplined Jesus had to be to handle that. Like, hey, this dude's going to betray me in three years. I know how Jesus is, but hey, I'm going to keep forgiving and keep loving him, right? Just imagine how disciplined you have to be when it comes to that. Even being disciplined to things that challenge you in the word, things that you want to be stubborn on, things that you want to take out of context, we have to be disciplined when it comes to approaching the word. Because we can fight on so many things like, I don't agree with that. But why do you not agree with it? Do you agree with it because you truly believe it goes against God or does it go against your body? And that's what we have to look at. It's just, I, and I want to just want you to look at it just like back in Galatians 5. We truly have to let the spirit lead us. We can't let it just go on with our days with just the spirit of discipline just being tossed to the wayside. I mean, just imagine this. We have this untapped power. This untapped power that's at our disposal every day, every day. And God says, use it anytime. Use it anytime you want. And then we just say, maybe, I'll think about it. Maybe. And that's just not the way it's, it's, it's used for. And so the thing you have to ask yourself right now, how can you start using the spirit of discipline? How can, what areas in your life do you need to be more disciplined in? Because I can think about even finances, right? Do you make do you buy stuff that you don't need to buy? Do you just make impulse buys all the time, right? And then you're just saying, like, man, I'm struggling. I can't really register for this. I can't really pay for this. I can't really give today. But yet you probably got a lot of jewelry on you or something right now, right? And so it's just like, you know, well, hey, you know what, brother, if you're really struggling, sell the, sell the necklace. Sell the necklace. If you're really struggling, uh, no, then you're not struggling like that then, I guess. Because if you were really struggling, you would sell your jewelry. And so that's the thing you have to ask yourself is just what ways am I needing to be disciplined in? And even are you willing to give up the control to your life? Are you willing to give that remote over to God? Are you willing to let him be the one in control? Because that's 
that's scary, right? Because in all our lives, it's always been like, you're in control. It's your decision. It's up to you to do what you need to do. But that's scary to give control up like that. But who, but who better to give it to, right? Who's better hands to give it to? Because even though we feel like we control ourselves, we give our control to somebody else all the time. We feel like that. We let people control our emotions, control our day, control our money, control everything in our aspects of life. So who better at this point to give control to than to God? And I just want to uh, uh, come in here for a closing, and I just want to leave you with two practicals. And the practicals I want to leave you with with the spirit is the first one is listen, right? That's the main focal point is are you listening to the spirit? Because if you're not listening to it, then what are you doing? If all you're doing is ignoring it, then it's not going to help you in your life. And then the second point is obey. That's it. Those are the two points with the spirit is just listen and obey. Because a lot of times we can look at, but what are the things that I need to do personally? What are the things that I need to do through my own effort? And you're missing the point of the spirit. It's important to understand that self-control is a work of the Holy Spirit, not a work of the individual. And that's where it has to go to. You have to go to the word, listen, and obey. Stop trying to look for ways that you can be disciplined yourself. Look for ways that the Holy Spirit can establish you. Look for ways that the Holy Spirit can help you to master certain aspects in your life right now. Because if not, we're just going to be slaves to ourselves all the time, like it says in Galatians. We're going to be slaves to our old sinful selves. And I think about here with coming into communion, who better else that gave us a spirit than Jesus, right? If he didn't die on that cross, we would have never got that spirit in the ground. Beat on, left by all his friends, a person that we didn't defend at all, gave himself up just so we can have another chance with the Holy Spirit. He gave us another chance to let the Holy Spirit work in us. And you know what? There's a lot of you out here maybe that aren't a disciple, and you've been working through your own efforts. And just imagine today right now, just imagine if you really took, took the Holy Spirit into account. Think about how different our lives would be in here right now. Think about how, the impact of how, how much of an impact we could have on people. Think about how disciplined we can be. Even in your studies with people, how you've been studying the Bible with people, you could be disciplined in that. And it's like, are you even getting out time to do what the Great Commission commands us to do and evangelize the people? When's the last time you sat down with somebody and studied the word out with them to help them become a disciple and let them get the same Holy Spirit that resides in you? Because trust me, they're going through turmoil and they need it. And that's what Jesus allows us here today. And that's what, what I want to leave y'all with is just with the Holy Spirit is are you listening to it? And where do you need to start listening to at in your life when it comes to being self-disciplined? And here, and I'll pray us out. <clears throat> um, God, I'd like to thank you today just for another day, just for us just to really see what it means to be disciplined in the Holy Spirit. Just what it means to really allow it to master us in our lives and not be masters to our old sinful selves, God. And I just really want us just to really see is are we listening to your word? Are we listening to the Holy Spirit and that how it resides in you, God? Allow us to reflect, God, on just how Jesus listened to the Holy Spirit and allow and saw how it affected him, God, and see how it allowed him to impact an entire generation, God, an entire nation, God. And knowing that that same Holy Spirit that's in him resides in us, God, so we can have the same impact as well. And as always, God, all the glory goes to your son who shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name, amen.